What's going on? You're tuned in to another Six Visions exclusive interview. My name is Six Salim, and my guest today is a comedian, an award-winning comedian, Curtis Coleman. How you doing, Oh, good. You, man. Good. Thank Thanks you for, for coming. Man, for those that don't know, we've been trying to set this interview up for, what, like a week and a half or <laughs> yeah, two weeks almost? I want to say two weeks. Yeah, Long time. <laughs> um, well, thank you for finally making it out. Thank, thank you, you for coming out. Um, Absolutely. Right off the bat, man, I said award-winning comedian. I want to get into that right, off, right away. All right. So, next best comic. Yes. Congrats. Windsor's next best comic. Win Windsor's next best comic. Okay. Same but on thing. Facebook, <laughs> Facebook is still next, next best, best comic. <laughs> Let's go into it. Let's talk about how that came about. Yeah, man. It uh, So, Windsor Comedy Festival, uh, if you've never heard of it, it's at the Chrysler Theater, <laughs> St. Clair Center for the Arts, whatever they want to call it. Uh, but it was so it's like a festival they do it every year in December, which is genius because it's like everyone's on break. So you get packed out. They do uh, like two different. So there's the one show in Windsor and then there's the one show in Chatham. Uh, every show has different headliners, headliners meaning like actual famous people. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, this year we had Jen Kober. I don't know if you ever heard of her. So she's in like a bunch of Netflix shows. Okay. She's fucking hilarious. Like super nice person, super yeah. funny. And, uh, so the, in the Windsor one, they have like the next best comic competition. So it's like you have online, you submit, uh, last year, I want to say it was like Toronto, New York. And then like one guy from, uh, Detroit was the closest. Okay. And then this year, well, technically last year 2019 it was uh me uh a guy from somewhere in michigan and then a guy from los angeles and uh and it was like the three of us so we go up there you do like your best five minutes okay and then uh the crowd cheers and whoever gets the most <laughs> cheers wins based off cheers oh dude it's like trial by fire it was terrible i was That's so <laughs> horrified of like not getting enough cheers and then just like standing there like yeah all right cool like is i'll that, go fuck myself awkward though like oh extremely awkward extremely fuck? awkward <laughs> But um, how many like how many people? To I know it was the youth three, but like yeah. overall, how many people compete competed this time? So the thing is, on like how many people submit to yeah. the actual festival? Oh, so not everybody gets on stage. No. Oh. So it's like you submit your videos online, and then there's a panel of judges who I have no clue who they are. Okay. And then they watch the videos, and then whoever they like, that's who they put on. Gotcha. So it's like I think they said the submissions for 2019 online. I want to say there was a hundred something. So it's not terrible. It's not a lot. But. No, but I mean, I feel like for a town like Windsor, it's uh, yeah, yeah, true. It's a good spot. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. How long have you been doing stand up? I've been doing this two two years. Two years. Two years, man. Wow. Yeah, two years. Two long years. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a mutual friend, Avius. I've mentioned yes. him a couple times. Uh, he told me about you doing okay. stand up. Yeah. I knew you. I didn't know you did stand up though. No, dude, a lot of people don't know I do stand up. Yeah. Which is like, if you follow me on any social media, all I'm posting is shit about stand up. Yeah. You're like, oh, I didn't know. It's well, like, fair, I didn't follow you for a long that's time. That's true. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's I didn't follow fair. you for a long time. I'll give time. you the pass on this. <laughs> but when he told me this, Dan, I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, dude, Curtis is hilarious, man. Ah. I've never been able to come out to a show. No. And yeah. do you do like frequent like open mics and stuff like that? Dude, every Tuesday in Windsor, uh, Craft Heads Brewing. Okay. Uh, we do like an, it, it's like an open mic. It's like now they're actually, they're booking it. Okay. But it's basically like, La well the last show was two weeks ago because we canceled the last one right but uh it was like there was a couple new timer like first timer people and then there's like guys who've been doing it seven years okay so it's a weird mix you come to the show you get like guy first time so nervous and then you get guy who like has been doing this for seven years doesn't want to be here that's funny <laughs> it's that's interesting funny. i've been i've been to a few of them actually the, at craft heads, the craft heads um, yeah there's a few there are a few comments you can tell from their from their like they're just like right. i'm so over this i want to fucking just get <laughs> i'm done with it yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um do you find yourself in like a position right now where even though you've been doing it for two years you've already recognized as windsor's next best comic right um people already vouch for you to be a very hilarious uh comedian you, do you feel like 
if you're headed in the right direction at this point, or do you feel like you Absolutely. still have a lot to do? Oh, there's so much to be done. Yeah. There's some, uh, the thing is, like, there's always something to be done, but especially, I don't know, when I, so, like, the day after I won the award, uh, I, like, in my mind, I was like, all right, it's all up from here. Yeah. And then, like, the coming weeks, it was like, it's like, so December, when they had the festival, mm-hmm. the winter months are the slow months for comedy. Right. Which, I mean, a lot of people, like, you'd think that they'd be more busy because people want to come to their house. Not around here. Right. And so, <laughs> I, like, in my mind, I was like, all right, I just won this thing. I'm going to get on, like, every show. I'm going to get a call from fucking Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, I got nothing. And I was yeah. like, all right. Like, I, yeah, it's nice that I have this. This is, mm-hmm. like, a, like a, a stripe on my uniform. But, you know, right. I don't have, like, I still have only been doing it two years. Right. Most of the people who you see doing Netflix specials, doing Comedy Central, they've been doing it like on average 10 years. Okay. So it's like t- seven to 10 years is like that's when things should be happening. I hear that number a lot is 10. 10 I hear that yeah. a lot. There's a lot of comedians that feel like they're like, oh, I've been doing it for 10 years before I got my break yeah. and this and that is. Do, yeah. Like, if crazy. you don't mind me asking, how old are you right now? 21. 21. Okay. So 10 years is. You're still be young as that's, shit. So that's the one like, thing that like I a lot of people tell me I have as an advantage. Was like imagine like if you're 30 getting into comedy, it's right. like when you're at your 10 year mark, you're 40. Right. It was like me, my 10 year mark, I'm like not even 30. Right. So I like I do have that in my favor, but yeah, I I don't know. I do notice like, I guess part of comedy is like wisdom, in a way. And what it's, do you mean? It's almost like like a lot of people look to stand up comics for like new viewpoints on social issues, stuff like that. Okay. And I feel like the younger you are, more people disregard that side of it. <laughs> Like, look at Pete Davidson, for example. Yeah. Like, that's probably, like, I would say he's one of the youngest, like, famous stand-up comics right, right. now. Like, he's not really saying anything of substance. Yeah. <laughs> I take a lot. Like, now I'm like, okay. No. I like Pete Davidson a lot. I actually love Pete Davidson. He's, he's hilarious. Good. But he's not, like, he's not. Dave Chappelle does a special. He's talking about racism, all this stuff. Right. Pete Davidson does a special. He's talking about Ariana Grande and smoking weed. Right. If Pete Davidson tried talking about something I guess he does talk about his dad, but if he tried talking about something like very topical, right? People would disregard it, hundred percent. There would be headlines. Do you think it's just because it's out of character for him? I think it's out of character, but I think it's also like out of age range. Okay. I think it's because he's like the young guy. That's his thing. Fair enough. But uh, it, to my defense, like I do, I find that this actually uh, most people like I talk to think I am older than I am. Okay. Because of how I look, which is fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I, I I look like a struggling single father. And that's okay. <laughs> but, like, because of that, I can get away with some stuff. Yeah. You know, where people are like, oh, this kid doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. To an extent. I mean, that's fair because, like, now you are 21. So, do you have some of that material in your in your sets as well? Which is, like, kind of like you're trying to send a message? Or is it you just kind of, you know, random off the top uh, type, type stuff? If there's anything I can, yeah, I do. It's not, like, it's not my goal. Like, when I'm sitting down to write, my goal isn't to be, like, you know, what can I uh, educate the masses on? Right. But uh, I, a lot of what I, like, I find myself, like, when I'm writing, mm-hmm. a lot of it is, like, back to my childhood. Okay. Which, I mean, like, I think it, it's more so, it's less relevant and it's more relatable, if that makes sense. Yeah, agreed. You know. That makes sense. That's what I strive for. I feel like that's the sim- sim- like similarity in music, too, right? People talk Honestly. about their come-ups. Like, you can't put yourself in their shoes, like, literally, but, like, mm-hmm. you can relate to what they're talking about. Right. Now, one thing I notice is there's a lot of co- comedy shows and hip hop shows at, like in one intertwined. Yeah, yeah. What do you see a similarity or a relationship between hip hop and comedy? I don't know who said it. Someone said this line and it stuck with me. And it's that every 
rock star wants to be a comedian and every comedian wants to be a rock star. I've heard that. And I think nowadays it's every comedian wants to be a rapper, every rapper <laughs> wants to be a public speaker. And the, 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 it, I, it is true. Like, I, I don't know. Is there similarities? Yes. Mm-hmm. There's similarities. Especially now. Back in the day, like, musicians – talk shows weren't really like a thing the musician would come right. on they would do their music that was it right nowadays you have like all of these musicians on the pedestal mm-hmm. where it's like they have platforms they have social media where it's like they can actually talk to people so they kind of are like a stand-up comedian in a sense where like i guess they're not out there telling jokes per se but they are putting on a show past their music right whereas i find i don't know for myself i do see a lot of similarities but uh i don't know there's a lot of stuff in rap that i wish i could get away with I wish I could throw ad libs in my fucking sets, man. It's like when people are laughing, it's go, all right, yeah, it's lit. I would love that shit. I love But sorry. Oh man. Yeah. Um fuck. Okay, I'm sorry. Within there are there are a lot of comedy rap shows. In fact, I I host one. Yeah. Uh we just did the last one. Oh my god. You wanna hear you want a story? I'll tell you. Yeah, go for it, man. Go for it. All right. So the last uh we did a comedy hip hop show. And it was at the Rockstar Music Hall, if okay. you remember with that. Yep. And it's called the Comedy Clash. And what it is, it's like a bunch of like Windsor, Detroit rappers and then a bunch of Windsor, Detroit comedians. Okay. And even though, like I just said, there's similarities, doing a show and merging the two is fucking hard. Because <laughs> you have a guy come out there, he hypes up the audience, he does like you know his songs, and then it's like grinding halt, here's a guy telling dick jokes. And it's like such a tone shift for the audience. Yeah. Where I'm like the people, they, like everyone gets along, but it's just like it's it's like hot and cold. It's up and down. You right. Know what I mean, I feel like it's two different crowds too. Like you have somebody 100%. who's coming in for a rap concert, a rap show. Like they're coming in to be hyped up exactly. and everything. But when you're coming yeah. in for a comedy show, you can't be you know talking. No. You can't be cheering you know, like during their sets and stuff right. like that. It's a whole different uh, spectrum. It, it's, yeah, it is. It is. But like so, like the, the, this is like the third time we've done the show. Yeah. First time I did it, I ate shit. Second time <laughs> I did it, I hosted. Right. I got really high and I somehow coasted. I somehow coasted and the audience they liked me. Right. Like I actually like won these people over somehow. Yeah. So this third show, I like went there and one of my good friends, comedian Scott Gone, mm-hmm. he gave me a, a weed chocolate. Okay. Which like I'm no stranger to edibles. Like okay. I'm no stranger to edibles. But <laughs> he gives me this like little square, I eat it, and then I go, So like, how much was that roughly? Thing is, like, I can handle like 120 milligrams. Okay, that's enough to like kill a small elephant. But like, I can, I, I can handle <laughs> that <lot>. shit. <laughs> and so he's like, "Well, the bar's 2,000, and there's like roughly like eight squares in it." So I'm like doing the math in my head. I'm like, "Okay, like, like based on what I ate, I ate anywhere from like 120 to like 200 milligrams." Yeah. And I look at my watch, and I'm like, "Cool, there's 20 minutes till showtime." <laughs> so I'm like, "This chocolate's gonna kick in right as the show starts." Yeah. So I, like, sit down. I'm trying to collect myself. I'm, like, sitting there, and all of a sudden, there's, like, a moment where I feel my, like, fucking legs start to tingle, and I'm, like, it's happening. Yeah. Like, it's kicking in, and then all of a sudden, anxiety. And, like, normally, I don't get paranoid when I smoke weed or anything, Mm -hmm. but for some reason, just paranoia. Just hit me hard. Host comes out to me. He goes, hey, man, show starts in 10 minutes. Or not the host, but the guy who runs it, the producer. And he's, like, hey, man, show starts in 10 minutes. Uh, Just so you know, the first three acts aren't here yet. So you got to tell the fourth guy he's going first. I was, like, oh. Nobody wants to be told they're going first. Yeah. Especially at a comedy rap show. What's the, uh, but just really quick, yeah. to cut, not to cut you off on purpose, but um, the whole the whole shift of like, why were you put on the spot to do it instead of the producer? I don't know. Just because? 
I don't know. Yeah, just because, I guess. All right. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like he himself didn't want to do it, and he himself was also stressed out. Okay. So he's like, oh, we'll let Curtis do it. And, and it was a comedian, so I think he was kind of like letting me handle the com- comics. Yeah. Or it's just like. Did they know you were high? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I think as the show went on, they could tell. <laughs> but like, so the show starts. Yeah. I'm like not having a good time. I'm hosting. I eat shit typical and then <laughs> and then i i go up and there's this there's this rapper named mailbox familiar you ever heard of this guy yeah. mailbox did a music video for him did you really my friend shot it i was in it yeah. oh i remember seeing that i actually <laughs> looked him up after and i saw you in the background yeah, yeah. i was in it <laughs> cool guy yeah great guy his fucking his rapping skill is immense he was i would mm-hmm. say he was one of the best on the show mm-hmm. and uh, but <laughs> so he does like two three songs and him, and most rappers did three songs and they got the fuck out. Right. So I go, okay, he's wrapping up. So I go up to the stage, but the stage had like these steps that were so rickety. <laughs> it was like something out of a fucking ship in Dunkirk. And like I'm going up and I step on it and it shifts and I just fall. And there was like a 10 foot pillar on the stage. Oh, I shit. fell straight into the pillar, knocked the pillar over. Thankfully, I like hit my back, rolled and like caught the pillar yeah. before it like slammed into the ground. But keep in mind, this is in the middle of his set. Yeah. And I just remember like being stoned out of my mind, laying on my back, and I look over at mailbox, and he just looked down at me and went, <laughs> and that's the moment I knew I was never going to be successful. <laughs> <laughs> mailbox, cut the check up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, this guy. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so um, they knew I was high. That's funny as fuck, man. Holy yeah. shit. So the pressures of hosting, the pressures of doing a rap comedy show, it's all, it, it's hard. Yeah. Well, one thing that I feel like, you know, also is a hard thing to do is telling jokes that people feel like is crossing the line. Man, That's we're going true. through we're going through a pandemic right now. For like in all seriousness, everybody, please just be safe. You know, <laughs> yeah, be safe. do what you gotta do. I'm my ass is out here. He's out here. We're talking in person like we should be. But like, dude, no cars on the street on my way here. There's nothing out here. It's no insane. cars. Um, but yeah, we're amidst a big pandemic. Yes, it's fucked. It's very fucked. Yeah, but if you go on stage, right. And you're telling coronavirus jokes. Is it too soon? Dude, this is what I've been wondering. So right now, all comedy shows are canceled. Right. Like every, well, you know, like every comedy show is canceled until like right now it's looking like May. At, okay. Like late May. Right. At the soonest. Even there, I think it's going to be pushed back more. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, that's the one thing that I've been wondering. I'm like, man, when we come back from this, <laughs> every fucking person's going to have a coronavirus joke and they're not going to be funny. <laughs> probably. Yeah. But it, it, that's the thing. Will it be crossing the line? At this moment, no. Okay. I don't think so. Once people's relatives start dying, once people start getting sick themselves, mm-hmm. then yes. Okay. It's like, I don't think, and nobody told 9-11 jokes until, you know, 2002, I'd say, at the soonest. Right. But this is, like, global. Right. So it's like, it's tough because it's like, yes, it's extremely relatable. Yeah. You can probably get an easy laugh because everybody knows what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if it reaches a point where everybody's been affected, then it's like, that's just distasteful. Yeah. I don't know, but the pandemic, this, dude, this pandemic is weird because <laughs> it's very much like in the hands of the people, right? You know, would you agree? Like, would you agree with like? It's agree. very much I like agree. it's just like okay, stay in, stay inside. It's very don't simple instructions, out. but I feel like there's people that like who stay home regularly, but right. now that they're told to stay home, they want to go. Out. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> you know, hundred percent. You always have those rebels who are just like, <laughs> yeah, they're rebels. fuck the government, hundred <laughs> percent. But it's like really, it's just like yeah, stay home, wash your hands, don't come into contact with people, don't touch your face. That's yeah. it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's like it's 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 just it's in your hands. Like I hate to say it like, like that, but literally, it's, like, it's in it's your hands. Here's how this whole pan- the coronavirus pandemic is like this. It's like getting out of the shower, and immediately having the urge to take a shit. 
<laughs> yes. It's a bad situation. <laughs> yes, you're going to get some shit on you, but it's up to you to decide how much shit is left on you. And sometimes the only answer is to self-isolate. Sometimes I do. I just I just hold it. And I'm like, you know what? It's like... <laughs> If like an hour passes after I shower, then I'm like, okay, I'm already like, you know. So that's why your I'm stomach's always rumbling when I'm around you. Yeah. <laughs> all my shits are on the truth is all the time. Revealed, yeah. <laughs> um, now, w- w- besides uh, coronavirus, yes, going too far in comedy. Period. Period. Do you think there's a line to cross, or do you think anything is off limits in comedy? Yeah, this is a tough one. This is the, the thing yeah. is that question is like what everybody asks themselves on a daily basis. Right. Like nobody has an answer. If anybody has an answer, they're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Do you it's, think it's opinionated mostly? A hundred percent, it's opinionated. Mm-hmm. There are comics who like breed on that stuff, and then so you have like you have opposite like Jerry Seinfeld, clean comic. Mm-hmm. Look at where he's at. Mm-hmm. He's extremely successful. Never told a racist joke. Never did any of that. Never swears in his sets. And then you have someone who like Andrew Schultz, if you're familiar with him, mm-hmm. who's going out every night and just doing race jokes. Yeah, and I watched his specials. I'm like, how the fuck is he getting away with this? Yeah, like I, I, the thing, it, it's like it's all in it's all in how you say it, man. Yeah. It's if if you tell a black joke and black people laugh, it's okay. Yeah, it, like I hate to say it, like, but it's you know if you tell a black joke and black people don't laugh, then you must have did it wrong, man. And then it's just racist. <laughs> That's you know? true. I feel like it's intention, and then it delivery. is intention. It's intention. It's delivery, and it's also like not so much if you say it with a smile, but if it. it, it if it, it's actually relevant, if you're just going off stereotypes, that's not funny. You right, know, if, exactly. you're, if, if you're going off stereotypes, it's not funny. Well, if you're going off, if you're like prejudicing, if you're targeting, not funny. But mm-hmm. if it, you know, if you if you can spin that stereotype in a way where it's like you're saying it, the audience knows it's a sp- stereotype. Mm-hmm. Like if, if everyone knows it's a joke and they're in on it, right? But that's the thing, right? That's that's the thing is like you don't know. Number one, you don't know who's going to be in your audience. True. When you go on stage, you have no fucking clue. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can. That's the. I guess the 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 role of the host is to figure that shit out. Oh, for sure. But uh, but like when you're going to say you have no clue, and it's just like if they're in on it, it's okay. But it, you might get one person who's like, that's not okay. Right. And then everyone else is like, oh shit, maybe it's not okay. You know, yeah. like maybe. And then they shift their views. It takes one bad seed. One hundred percent crowd mentality. Now Russell Peters basically did that his whole career. It's like yeah. you know just race and stuff like that. 100%. Like one of his most famous jokes yeah. is. About the the bag, he goes take it and go. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Like that's one of his most famous yeah. jokes, and it has to do with a uh, an Asian uh, salesman, right? And so people find that funny, but I feel like I don't know. I've seen some old clips of Russell when he was in like comedy clubs and stuff, and there were like hecklers. Oh, absolutely. You know, talking about like hey, you can't say that, da da da. Yeah. But I feel like he's built that name off of doing that type of shit. At this point, you know what you're getting into when you go to see yeah, exactly. Him. And it's also different of like. An established comic can get away with this shit, mm-hmm. like some asshole at an open mic in Ferndale can't. You know what Fair I mean? Enough. Like, I, it, the, it, 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 it's like sometimes you're making these jokes, you think you're funny, <laughs> yes. and you're not. I agree. And then I don't know. I've told some jokes that are like a little risky, and I have no clue how the audience is going to take it. Not racist, but like dark, right? More so. And then everyone laughs, and I'm like, okay, I guess that was okay. Yeah. But there's going to be the day, and there has been the day where I've said something, and it gets no laughs, and I go, all right. Yeah, <laughs> you know, recycle that, bin for that one. Yeah, that, that one's How out. do you deal with hecklers? It's moment to moment, bro. Yeah. It's the, Thankfully, in Windsor, the hecklers aren't terrible. Mm-hmm. But I've done shows like out of town, and the hecklers are bad. <laughs> and it's like, it, dude, it's literally fight or flight. It's like yeah. you either, like, a lot of guys will try and just ignore it, 
yeah. and see how far it goes. And then once it reaches a point, then you got to address it. Some people like Crystalia. You know Crystalia? Yeah, I love Crystalia. I love Crystalia. He, his like heckler policy, I guess, is if someone says anything, if someone woos too loud, you're out. Really? Like he'll just fucking give the mark on you. You're gone. Wow. Like he he is not like for that shit. And uh, and then on the other hand, you have like Andrew Schultz who will do an hour just going off a of heckler. Yeah. So like me myself, uh, I haven't had a situation where I bow down to the heckler. Yeah. Most of the time, I'll say something, gets a laugh, they shut the fuck up. <laughs> but uh, I have seen it go south. We were doing a show at you know Blind Owl. Yep. On a lab. great place, awesome cocktails. Check them out. Uh, <laughs> we were doing a show there, and uh, the comedian from Toronto, who I will not name, uh, was on the stage. And there was this girl who would not shut the fuck up. Right. She wouldn't shut up. Her brother was there. Her brother was loving the show. Yeah. Guy was all smiles, loving the show, but his sister would not shut the fuck up. And our headliner went up, and he wasn't having it, and he said a few things. Basically, at the point where he was like, all right, like, be quiet now. And then, like, kept going. He's like, all right, like, this isn't your TV show. Yeah. You know, calm down. You're not the main character. Yeah. And then kept going, kept going, going. And it went to the point where he called her a stupid bitch. <laughs> Three times. Yeah. Brother stands up and he goes, call my sister a stupid bitch one more time. And the guy goes, hey, man, I've already called her a stupid bitch three times. I have no problem calling her a stupid bitch again. Yeah. The brother, like, threw his drink at him. Oh, shit. Like, threw the table to the side and charged him and there was a fight. <laughs> Amazing. Between, like, this this brother who was loving the show and then all of a sudden just, like, flip. Yeah. That's the worst I've ever seen. it. That was a moment where I was like, ooh, it's real out here. Do you think it's a spoiled sister who knows that her brother will defend her so she does what she wants? 100%. And the brother was also wasted. Oh, fair He enough. was wasted. I've seen too much shit downtown, man. Dude, 100%. <laughs> it's a now, different breed out here. Oh, yeah. You've been doing comedy for two years, you said. Sure. Now, I'm sure you've been the class clown. Like, I know when we hang out with, like, Avius and all of them, like, you're yeah. just cracking jokes, and we're all dying of laughter. But it's a different Sometimes. field, man, when you're talking like this, and you're laughing, and yeah. you're on stage, and you're telling jokes. 100%. Where do you feel like, like, why do you think it's such a dynamic shift between telling jokes on stage and telling jokes, like, in a group of friends? Dude, it could be, it's like telling jokes in a group of friends... Number one, a lot of it is in jokes, like inside jokes, mm. and a lot like I feel like people don't really uh, understand that. Yeah, because you have a lot of people who come to the open mic and be like, "Oh, my friends find me hilarious." Yeah, I'm gonna be great at this, but it's just like no, because it's like so telling a joke in a group of friends, you're just shooting, you're just throwing shit out there. Right. Telling a joke on stage, number one, it has structure, mm -hmm. your tone of voice, your like voice inflection, and then like timing. Timing is everything. Right. Like, you can tell, you know, you look at the greats, they're like, timing is so worked out. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, they have pined over that mm -hmm. for months. And, like, in a group of friends, it's, it, you don't really care about that. Like, right. But, I mean, if you can, like, some people naturally have good timing. Some people, that's something that they struggle with. But, like, if you have good timing and you can slip in a joke, in any situation, uh, you can win, right. win people over. Yeah. But, like, on stage, it's much more, it's just structured. It's like, if you can take that like energy right and just structure and chop it down and then it's also like you're not like every joke you're telling it's not the same joke every time you do it right like you're always switching things around you know my good friend paul montani was like what he does he'll put the like the punchline at the front of the joke oh wow because punchline's the end of the joke right so he'll put that at the front and then okay. somehow try to circle back to it what do you mean Can you give me an example so like let's say you know you're telling a joke uh you know, why the chicken crossed the road to get to the other side. Yeah. So it's like if you put to get to the other side, so the chicken got to the other side, that's in front. Now I have to somehow spin this story about the chicken, <laughs> get it back to that, and make it funny. Oh, make sure so it's like, it's, if like, yeah. Okay. I got so it. like if, if a normal joke is, 
setup filler punchline. It's a right. it's a straight line. Yeah. This is like punchline. Now you gotta like go circle around back to that. Oh, okay. So it's very it's it's very it's like creating a challenge for yourself right. in a way. And when you do stuff like that, it's like then now you're creating new punchlines. Right. And, and like that's, I guess that's the art of it. You could say. Yeah. But uh, it, it's not it's not uh, it's not easy and it is nerve wracking. Hundred percent. Fair enough. Do you have any like upcoming shows that you're preparing for right now? I obviously. <laughs> I, I mean, know. I did. Yeah. I mean, besides the whole pandemic shit. I mean, talking about like when you're coming back. You know, when the whenever. thing is, I don't know when we're coming back, yeah. but uh, the main thing Tuesdays, craft heads. I'm always there. Yeah. Um, honestly, like I don't really have any specifics because they're all like postponed indefinitely. That's what everyone said. It's like said. indefinitely postponed, which is like, all right, it's canceled. Yeah. You know. But uh, no, I have a lot of stuff in the works. I have uh, a sketch comedy show on the way. Oh, sick! And I can't say too much about it. It was supposed to Can be on the platform. The platform, yeah. YouTube, okay, hundred percent. Probably Vimeo too. Solid. Uh, I want to make some shorter stuff for Instagram TV. Right. Uh, within that, uh, but it's not just me. It's me and a group of hilarious comedians. Okay. Um, that I don't know when it's gonna, we're supposed to be filming today, <laughs> so now uh, one of the guys might have coronavirus. Oh so shit! We will see what happens oh. there, but that is in the works. Um, I'm trying to convince Stefano Avius. Yeah, he and I are uh, have a little something in the works. Nice, but he's a flake. That guy, <laughs> great guy, I love him. Shout out to Avius. Little squirrel, little squirrel. <laughs> but no, he and I show something cool, cool coming soon. But cool, yeah, man. That's awesome, man. Well, give a plat, uh, you know, plug for your platforms and your Instagrams and all that stuff. Yeah, dude. Follow me. Instagram is my main platform. That's where I kind of post everything. Uh, it's Curtis Coleman underscore. Curtis Coleman was taken by a senator in Texas. Oh, fuck. That fucking <laughs> piece of shit <laughs> motherfucker. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Follow me on Instagram. Twitter, I'm not too uh, yeah. not too keen on. I don't know. I don't like Twitter. I feel like that's. It's the place for Twitter I, thoughts. I feel like Twitter, you can have like your freedom of speech. You can say whatever the fuck oh, you want. Oh, dude, it used to be. Now it's like, uh, I don't know, my feed anyway is just e-girls. Dude, the type of shit just I see on Twitter fans. is fucked. Oh, it's fucked it's up. It's so fucked up. I saw a video Majority of it's porn, man. Like You're scrolling. You're like, people and animal cruelty. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. <laughs> you got quiet real quick. <laughs> I haven't seen that. No, man. Like I, I, Yesterday, I saw like a video of like a cat getting by a truck, and somebody like made a meme out of it. Man, how do you make a meme out of this? This is fucked. Shit. So people are bored of this fucking yeah, time, dude. bro. People so are don't <laughs> follow me on Twitter. Uh, you don't want to see those videos. Uh, uh, follow me on Instagram. Instagram only. All right, man. I'm not going to shake your hand for the sake of this. I usually shake my, my uh, people's hands afterwards. Look at that. But, uh, hey, see, if we can do it, you can too. Stay inside. My name is Six Salim. Thank you for watching. Before I go, I got to give a shout out to... <laughs> I gotta give a shout out to Days for the hoodie. Go stream Daydreamer now. It's on Spotify, Apple Music, every Good. streaming platform. Fucking dope it's project. It's hype. It's so sick. I have the we same were there at the listening party. We were there at the listening party. Fucking jumping around the floor. Bambino. Almost came in. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. We almost gave this one. Bambino all over the floor. That was a good time. Go check it out. You can follow me on Instagram at sick underscore Sleem and subscribe to this YouTube page. Do it. Like the fucking video. All that good shit. I got more shit coming soon. Thank right you on. for watching. Thank you.